Hey everybody, good Thursday morning, sunny 86 for a high today. Already Friday, just around the corner, we will be broadcasting live from Scramblers tomorrow morning, 6A to 9A. A couple of uh, other noteworthy components to tomorrow. At 10 a.m. we will have Local for Less Ozarks, Half Price gift cards a $25 gift card to Cabos Bonitos Grill and Cantina for only 12 and a half bucks that will launch at 10 a.m. at ksgf.com tomorrow morning and then also if you have the app you'll get a notification on that should your notifications be turned on as well as an afternoon notification as to what the uh, Godfather's pizza deal is for KSGF listeners it will tell you a particular deal and if you decide Godfather's is what you're looking for Friday night, and they do deliver for much of the area, uh, then if you want that particular deal when you call any of their four store locations, that would be Springfield, Nick's, Ozark, and Battlefield, and mention that deal specifically, you can get that. Or one of their many other deals as well. And again, that um, specific deal, that is the one location that you can find that when you have the notifications turned on with the KSGF app. Uh, today is Thursday. We have Author of the Week coming up. Uh, it's a great author, uh, The Soros Agenda. We're going to talk a bit uh, about The Soros Agenda, obviously. ABC Books sponsoring our Author of the Week. So that will be in the 8 o'clock hour. I did want to start off here. Let's see. Do I wanna... I'm going to go to the latest news. And then after that... Uh, an update the Federalist has on the Liberty Safe situation. And this was something that came about in the last couple of days. It was revealed, I believe initially, uh, in terms of any sort of uh, official statement or official coverage by Liberty Safe, that they had given access to uh, the, the government uh, the the access code to one of their clients or customers safe. Uh, this is somebody else that's part of the continued rounding up of Trump supporters who happen to be in Washington D.C. on January sixth. Some of you know which did commit vandalism. Some that didn't do anything um, that was violent. Uh, they simply walked in after law enforcement opened the doors and waved them in, yet the roundups continue uh, here in the United States. And, and so one of those individuals that was rounded up by the Biden administration, uh, they, they contacted Liberty Safe and, and they said, well, we have a warrant to search this person's house and Liberty Safe. They're like, oh, okay, well, you have a warrant. But there are other safe companies that are saying, just so everyone knows, that ain't how we operate. And I think that the fact that there are other safe companies that are saying they did not have to. That, that, you know, it, yes, you say there's a warrant that makes it seem as if, well, they had no choice. That's not exactly true. I, I, 
I, I'm not sure yet where the fallout's going to be on this. I, I think that there may – depends on how widespread this news gets. And I could see it making a pretty significant difference um, when a person decides to go out and buy a safe. Uh, the difference between a company that says a mere warrant is something that will that we will respond to by opening up these safes for the Biden administration uh, versus a company that says, no, no, that's that's not how we operate. So the Federalist piece breaks that down here coming up in just a couple of moments. Latest news update. From the Color 10 Studios, I'm Jesse Inman. Here's a look at what's making news on your Thursday. The Kansas City Chiefs kick off the NFL season and will drop a championship banner as they host the Detroit Lions on Thursday night football. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey is questionable with a knee injury and defensive tackle Chris Jones is not expected to play due to a contract dispute. That game kicks off at 720. Changes are coming to Missouri State University. President Cliff Smart announces he will retire at the end of this academic year after 13 years in office. He's the longest-standing president in university history. Smart expressed gratitude for the opportunity to serve at the helm of the university. A search committee for the university's next president will start later this month. For Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 86 for a high today. Slight chance of overnight rain tonight, 62. And tomorrow, mostly sunny. Slight chance of morning showers with a high of 85. Liberty Safe gives feds backdoor access to customer gun safe. This is updated information. The Federalist reporting that Liberty Safe willfully granted the FBI backdoor access to one of its customers' gun safes because the federal law enforcement agency demanded it. Conservative YouTubers the Hodge Twins alleged in a post on Twitter Monday, quote, the feds called the manufacturer of his Liberty gun safe and got the passcode to get into it, all for protesting at the Capitol over two and a half years ago. Nathan Hughes, the 34-year-old owner of the compromised Liberty gun safe, was arrested at gunpoint and charged last week with one felony and three misdemeanors related to his presence in the Capitol on January 6th. During the raid on his home, the FBI ransacked his house and attempted to confiscate the firearms from his safe. Liberty confirmed on Tuesday that it gave the disgraced federal law enforcement agency, a combination to break into Hughes' gun safe simply because the FBI produced a search warrant for Hughes' home. Safe companies like Liberty are not necessarily required to comply with law enforcement requests for combos to break into one of their purchased products unless a court specifically orders them to do so. Liberty, however, claimed that it is their, quote, company protocol to go ahead and give law enforcement entry and access to its products as long as those agencies simply possess a warrant. The manufacturer's confession that its product security is compromised due to the existence of a master code and its willingness to work with law enforcement even without court order did not go over well with several loyal Liberty customers who threatened on social media to cancel their orders and switch safe companies. Others criticize Liberty for its double standard on safe security. If a customer loses his safe keys or forgets his safe combination, Liberty requires the customer to, quote, hire 
a certified locksmith to regain entry into their own safe. If the FBI wants to get into a Liberty customer's safe, all agents have to do is dial up the company and show them a warrant with the customer's name on it. Liberty tried to reassure customers that it still is, quote, devoted to protecting the personal property and Second Amendment rights of our customers and has repeatedly denied requests for access codes without a warrant in the past. Quote, we regularly update our policies to ensure both compliance with federal and state law and reasonable customer privacy protections within the law, the social media statement read, continuing, first and foremost, Liberty Safe is committed to preserving our customers' rights, and we will remain unwavering in those values. The company did not, however, immediately reply to the Federalist questions about whether it plans to beef up its code-sharing policy in an effort to follow through on its pledge to preserve customers' rights. Not all gun safe companies readily hand over access to their customers' products, even if law enforcement demands it. A spokesman for Fort Knox, a national gun safe and vault company, told the Federalist his company would only divulge safe combinations to law enforcement if a court specifically ordered it or a search warrant specifically named his company. He reiterated flatly that his company would never do what Liberty did without a court order. Browning Safes, Champion Safe Company, and American Security did not immediately respond to the Federalist request for comments. Their website also did not explicitly state their policy on granting federal officials entry into their customers' safes. Uh, the problem, it appears to me, that a lot of customers are going to have is the fact that there is apparently a different response that is provided by at least one other different safe company in a situation like this. If if you were dealing with a landscape in which you're, you're talking about, hey, listen, even without a court order, a warrant in and of itself, so if they have a warrant for your home, and there is a locked safe, and they want into that locked safe. It has been ruled and upheld in its common knowledge that whomever is the provider of the safe, whomever is the manufacturer of the safe, has absolutely no choice whatsoever but to turn the codes over, the access codes over. And if every single safe company was in compliance with that and there was total and complete agreement within the industry, I think that would be one thing. But what a lot of customers are hearing is that that isn't the case and that a simple warrant for a home does not require legally the manufacturer of a safe company to then turn the codes over so that they can further get into the safe. And at least one safe company, Fort Knox, is saying, yeah, we don't, unless the warrant is specific to us or a court specifically says, as part of this warrant, you do have to provide this access, we don't do it. In other words, their position is we don't do it until we absolutely have to. Until we are legally, without question, required to do it, we don't do it. We're different than Liberty. I believe that combined with the wording 
that Liberty in their statement says, first and foremost, Liberty Safe is committed to preserving our customers' rights and will remain unwavering in those values. Seems, I don't want to say completely hollow and empty, but not, for a lot of people, they're going to infer that's not accurate. They're going to say, no, you're not. Because when it came to, first and foremost, my privacy, my Second Amendment rights, you defaulted instead to the federal government in this particular instance when you apparently did not have to. And I say apparently because other, at least one other safe company and and the Federalists lay out here legally that you are not required to under, you know, the circumstances in which simply a warrant for a person's home and the safe happens to be in the home, that under those circumstances, it is not a requirement. Uh, just at glance, I don't think it's unreasonable to believe that a lot of people will, will this can be the difference for them when it comes to deciding where it is to buy their next safe, to purchase their next safe. Even if they're complete 100%, it, you know, I'm never going to go to Washington, D.C. I keep my head down. I don't put a Trump sign up. I don't go to Trump rallies, so I don't have to worry about being on a government list and round it up. Uh, those individuals still the principle of the thing. I, I, I could see it making some difference. Uh, I could see it going all across the spectrum. If it did not ultimately make a difference, I wouldn't be totally shocked. I just don't know how much traction this is going to get. On the flip side, I would not be completely shocked if this almost went a Bud Light route. Um, I don't believe that is going to happen. But when you are talking about companies... You're talking about an administration that continues two and a half years later to round up Americans, many of which committed an offense that if you're a left winger, you get a $50 ticket. And they are putting people in prison for years, including uh, in the last couple of days, one of the so-called Proud Boys who wasn't even there. He wasn't even there. And he's sentenced to 22 years in prison. Because he was, quote, conspiring with others while in his hotel room. They learn of companies like U.S. Bank that are more than willing to, without being backed into a corner with no other choice, that are turning over customer information to the government. And there are still Americans here, there are human beings that remember points in history in which there were governments, there were governments that that um, you had private companies complying to report on their own customers uh, that would bend the knee and, and say, whatever you need, you just let us know. And those periods of time are dark periods in our history. And those people also thought that they were doing the right thing. Some of them did. Some just wanted their own protection. And so in an effort to protect themselves from the sword and shield of the, the, the government power, uh, they would comply with orders, even if legally it wasn't clear they were required to. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041.
we have witnessed over the last week or so the 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 punitive approach that the current administration is taking towards Trump supporters. And we've seen it with a number of these sentencings of of individuals, individuals that oftentimes have absolutely no criminal record whatsoever, may have broken a window, and that's used as an excuse to throw husbands, fathers in prison for 10, 15, 20 years. And at the same time, we, we've seen, you just juxtaposed a couple of weeks ago, these five pro-life individuals that were attempting to expose the murder of children. I'm talking about, it was in the Washington, D.C. area, and these pro-life individuals, they made an appointment, they went in uh, to an abortion clinic, and some went in to pray, some found bodies of babies that appeared to have actually been born and then just left to die or killed afterwards. That's called murder. And because they violated the 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 law that uh, it was, you know, is uh, used to um, stop people from blocking people from get abor- getting abortions, they're sentenced to 12 years in prison. 12 years in prison. Meanwhile, the dead babies, the government said, oh, well, we may look into that. Twelve years in prison. Meanwhile, you had just last year an elderly pro-life woman going door to door, passing out information, and a pro-abortion guy shot her in the back, fully admitting that he was political opposition. Now, he claimed that he accidentally shot her in the back. No jail time. Last year, there was the adult who ran over the the 18-year-old kid, and killing him, fully admitting it was because the kid was a Republican. And the verbiage he used as to why he was, he was frightened is because it was the verbiage that you hear from Joe Biden and Democrats. He thought he was an extremist Republican. That guy is facing hardly any time in prison whatsoever. We live in a country where shooting, killing, attacking, murdering conservatives or pro-life individuals is treated as hardly any sort of real offense whatsoever. Meanwhile, you dare challenge or show up to, uh, you you know, you challenge uh, uh, what you believe to be issues with elections, you show up at a Trump rally, you walk into the Capitol after you see police officers open the door and wave you in, and you could go to prison for 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, Red State has a juxtapositioning here, noting that on Tuesday, Proud Boys leader Enrique Tarrio was sentenced to 22 years in prison for his role in the unrest on January 6th. Convicted of seditious conspiracy, Tarrio, who was not even at the Capitol, pleaded leniency but was given none. 
The same wasn't true for a Black Lives Matter protester who set fire to a pawn shop after looting it in May of 2020. Montez Lee, who appeared on video proclaiming that he was going to burn this blank down, ended up in the process killing Oscar Stewart, who found himself, who found himself trapped in the blaze and horrifically lost his life. The, the, the victim who died of smoke inhalation, left behind five children. Given that Lee had a long criminal history, you would think a harsh sentence would be in order. Instead, the Department of Justice under Obama turned into the killer's biggest advocate. I've got to take a break, and I want to share with you the, I'm telling you, this is an instance, the Department of Justice sounded and behaved as if they were the defense attorney for this murder. And again, this is the difference between if you are a Trump supporter or a Biden supporter. If you are a Trump supporter, even if you're not at the scene of a crime, ah, well, you conspired with those people 22 years. Meanwhile, if you openly encourage people to burn a city to the ground, you do light a shop on fire, murdering a father of five in the process, the Department of Justice under Joe Biden comes to your defense and pleads for leniency, which is exactly what was done. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF, the absolutely depraved pleading from Biden administration for this Black Lives Matter murderer coming up next. There's a building fire reported now in the 4,000 block of Hillcrest Avenue. Steady volume on northbound Campbell between Weaver and James River Freeway. A little busier on eastbound I-44 between Glenstone and Highway 65. Also seeing some busier traffic on westbound Kearney between Highway 65 and Packer Road. I'm Tim Wyland from the John Wayne Heating and Air Go Patrol Traffic Center. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Aller Building Company for all of your brand new home building needs. It can be a hassle when you have that blank slate. You don't want to do the remodeling stuff until you get a new home. But then, you know, maybe you look in books. They give you books. And they're like, well, here's this kind of countertop. And here, the, you know, and, and it's just, I don't know, it's different when you see it in a book versus in real life. But the flip side is you got to travel all over the place from one store to the next in order to complete the mission. With all our building company, all that stuff is in one showroom floor. So you can go around, see it in real life, see the faucets, see the backsplashes, see the flooring, see the everything that makes the house a home so you can make the best decision possible. It's all our building company, O-L-L-E-R. The first alert forecast sponsored by Navant, employee benefits that work from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny today, high of 86, slight chance of rain overnight, 62 for low, mostly sunny. Tomorrow with a slight chance of morning showers and a high of 85. It, beca- it, is, it has become so clear to Americans that there is a, I don't even like to use the term two-tier justice system because it lacks the evil nature within the, the, the description there, um, because the justice system is not a justice system. It is a weapon. 
recent uh, survey showed that at 80% of Americans recognize this. 80%. That means even Democrats recognize that the government is currently used to punish people that do not support the Biden administration. Red State has a juxtaposition noting that the leader of Proud Boys, Enrique Tarrio, was not even at the Capitol. So because he communicated with people at the Capitol or who would go to the Capitol, they tagged him for conspiracy, uh, 22 years in prison. Wasn't even there. Meanwhile, you have a Black Lives Matter protester with a... a, a um, criminal a list as long as your arm i mean just he's he's one of these in and out of jail constantly individuals criminal history set fire to a pawn shop after looting it he was seen on video saying burn this blank down and in the process of doing so killed an innocent man who was trapped in the blaze that was a father of five Who comes to his defense? The Biden Department of Justice. This was the Biden administration's sentencing memo to the judge. Mr. Lee credibly states that he was in the streets to protest unlawful police violence against black men, and there is no basis to disbelieve his statement. Mr. Lee appropriately acknowledges that he could have demonstrated in a different way, but that he was caught up in the fury of the mob after living as a black man watching his peers suffer at the hands of police. As anyone watching the news worldwide knows, many other people in Minnesota were simply caught up. There appears to have been people in those days looking only to exploit the chaos and disorder in the interest of personal gain or random violence. There appears also to have been many people who felt angry, frustrated, disenfranchised, and who were attempting, in many cases, in an unacceptably reckless and dangerous manner, to give voice to their feelings. Mr. Lee appears to be squarely in this latter category. And even the great American advocate for nonviolence and social justice, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. stated in an interview with CBS's Mike Wallace in 1966 that, quote, we've got to see that a riot is the language of the unheard, end quote. That was not the defense attorney. That was the Biden administration's Department of Justice justifying what this criminal did. They themselves are articulating my point. You see, they're justifying his reasons for doing it. They, he committed his crime in the name of left, left-wing ideology, so it's okay. This, they themselves, in their sentencing memo to the judge, are demonstrating that we have a justice system that is used as a weapon against people that have a different political perspective than they do and in defense of people who have the same political perspective as they do. And they're laying it out. They're defending what he was doing. He's really sorry. He admits that he you know, probably could have done it better, but he clearly was just trying to have his voice heard. I, he clearly was simply 
reflecting the words of Martin Luther King Jr. This is the horror that we deal with today. This is the stain on humanity that we have seen. Totalitarian regimes demonstrate over and over and over again, using power to go after those that fall out of compliance, using, your, using the position to imprison people who's... And, and you look at these two, these were both instances of demonstrations, right? Both of these individuals being uh, prosecuted by the Department of Justice. One individual, Enrique Tario, wasn't even actually there, but because he talked with and, and you know, used rhetoric with some people that were there, they decided to get him for conspiracy. So he himself didn't actually burn anything down. He himself did not actually attack anyone. He himself did not cause anyone to die. He himself doesn't have a rap history as long as your arm. And it was all, though, how you know, his, his problem was the system. Enrique Tario. And despite the fact that he wasn't there, he didn't attack anyone, 22 years in prison. Now you've got the Black Lives Matter criminal, Montez Lee who also was protesting something he didn't care for, something in our system that he did not like. Of course, in the process, he was actually there. He actually encouraged people because this, is, this was the conspiracy that they got Enrique Tario on. Well, he was encouraging people to do it. The Black Lives Matter protester Montez Lee was on tape encouraging people to burn this blank down. And then he actually did it. Killing a father of five in the process. The Department of Justice, however, comes to his defense. The same Department of Justice that put somebody who was a Trump supporter in prison for 22 years. In red state, they notice, I'm almost at a loss for words, reading the Biden administration's sentencing recommendation. Even if one believes that as a policy position, the DOJ is clearly not abiding by that in other cases as seen with many sentences handed down to not uh, to even nonviolent January 6th defendants. Thus, we can only just the uh, DOJ or judge the DOJ by its current position. And its current position is to demand harsh prison sentences for many, many individuals that it prosecutes. In this case, though. The DOJ single-handedly decided to judge the Black Lives Matter criminal motives as pure. Despite the fact that he was looting a store before he burned it to the ground, killing a father of five. Going so far as to quote Martin Luther King Jr. Lee got less than half the sentence of Tario. Tario, 22 years in prison. Lee, 10. I hear a lot of people discussing the different Trump indictments and 
how, <clears throat> excuse me, ultimately, particularly when it comes to Florida, Florida is the, the case with the documents, and everyone knows, no one denies, that, quote, everyone does it, right? Now, the difference, of course, Trump was president. When Hillary Clinton did it, she did not have the right to declassify information. When Joe Biden did it as vice president, he did not have the right to declassify. When Mike Pence did it, he did not have the ability to declassify information. But the argument is, well, just because the Department of Justice doesn't go after them, that doesn't mean what Trump did was right. And philosophically, one could have that discussion. But I would argue the, that, that, that what is worse than a justice system that does not hold people accountable is one that picks and chooses those that are held accountable. Because if you have a justice system that fails to hold people accountable evenly, at least that is blind justice. It may be poorly executed justice, but it is done so in an even-handed way. But whenever you have Lady Justice using her thumb to pull that blindfold up over one eye so she can see whom it is that she is going after, and then deciding as to whether give that individual a pass or attempt to incarcerate them based on political ideology, that's worse. There is this, I have not heard this articulated, though it may very well have been. And when it comes to whether Trump would be pardoned, and and some say, no, he shouldn't. You got Asa Hutchinson and these others. Uh, Then you got Mike Pence, like, well, we have to wait and see what they say in court. And then you have others that say, yes, because it's clear it's political persecution. I believe that the the strongest argument for a pardon is the fact that we cannot allow a justice system that picks and chooses. And while morally one can argue, ethically one can argue, well, just because everyone else got off, that doesn't mean that Trump should have been able to do it. Because it's still a violation of the law, being the argument, though, of course, Trump disputes that. And uh, uh, if it's wrong to let other people off, it's just as wrong to then let Trump off. And I disagree. The only thing that that is more wrong, if you will, in allowing certain people off because of their political affiliation is to then use that same power to go after people because of their political affiliation, to go after them for those reasons. That's the worst sin of all in in a world of so-called justice. And that's what we see when it comes to the it comes to the issue of pro-life versus pro-choice. I mean, you pray outside an abortion clinic, they will do they'll storm your home, weapons drawn, put you in prison. Meanwhile, you openly and proactively 
announce that you're going to burn down pregnancy care centers. And the only way that there's any chance that they're going to even attempt to come after you is if you get embarrassed, and this is what happened with a facility, I think it was in either New York or Florida, where it was so obvious and so clear that it was easy to catch these people that the organization hired private investigators in order to get them, and then the Department of Justice said, oh, oh, wait, actually, we found them, no need to do it, because they were afraid they'd be embarrassed. It would be demonstrated how easy it was to find these people. You know, J6, 22 years in prison, Black Lives Matter, slap on the wrist. And what is most dangerous about it is we know it. Everyone knows it. Democrats know it. Republicans know it. And it continues to happen. The evil has been empowered. Because the evil that does it, that carries it out, they know that everyone knows. And they also know that no one's stopping them. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. A1 Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs. Three year, 36,000 mile warranty on most work. If you're wanting to get the absolute cheapest work done whatsoever, I'll be honest with you, A1 Custom Car Care is probably not the best option for you. Uh, There are some places that if you bring them some part that you got off a pick and pull and they don't know anything about the part, yeah, they'll put it in for you. Like, boy, I really saved some money. But when that thing goes out a 1,000 miles down the road or two years down the road or 10,000 miles down the road, you're out of luck. That money's gone. With the three-year, 36,000-mile warranty, most work covered. And you get put to the front of the line, not the back. You get what you pay for. A1 Custom Car Care for all of your car care needs. You may recall, in the run-up to the midterm elections, in order to artificially lower the price at the pump, the Biden administration began siphoning oil out of the strategic reserves. This was done after he. we would learn that he would ask the Saudis to hold off until after the midterm and cutting back production because he was attempting to artificially influence the outcome of the election and asking the Saudis to conspire with him in order to do so. So, you know, don't cut back production So because he didn't want gas prices to continue to go up. The Saudis laughed at him, laughed at the United States, and in fact moved up the cut just to show us who's in charge now that Trump's no longer president. The answer to this was the releasing of those strategic reserves. Now, Like most things, most terminology, Democrats seem to uh, want to change the meaning of of words, change the, the meaning, the purpose of certain scenarios and situations. Strategic reserves, ultimately, is supposed to be like you got a real emergency, not a political emergency. But, you know, uh, massive hurricanes and pipelines shut down while at the same time uh, you have a country launch an invasion against the United States. And we just don't we literally don't have enough oil in order to uh, to try and fight off 
all of these these different obstacles on a number of fronts. That's what it's supposed to be used for. But Biden decided to use it in order to save the Democrats' hides politically. You may have noticed that gas prices are going up. What we're what we are learning is that this is the long game of the Saudis and the Russians taking advantage of the fact that Biden drained those strategic reserves and he backed us into a corner to where we cannot in any way, shape, or form buffer any moves, any cuts in production by the Saudis or the Russians by releasing strategic oil reserves because there ain't really much left. You had the Fox Business contributor and Price Futures Group senior account executive Phil Flynn on with Brett Baer yesterday. And Brett Baer asked crude oil prices rising above 87 for the first time since November of 2022. The last time oil neared 90, the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve had 250 million more barrels of crude oil than it does. If you look at the last three months, it's a steady rise here. Consumers are feeling it right. And Flynn said the following, quote, they're going to feel it probably more than ever. And it's great that you pointed out the Strategic Petroleum Reserve because the release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, Brett, gave the market this false sense of confidence that everything was okay in the global oil market. By releasing that oil, though, this is in the run-up to the midterm elections, the Biden administration artificially lowered prices. They discouraged investment, so U.S. oil production is starting to plateau at a time when it normally would be rising to meet demand. That's not happening. It's leaving a void. And now Saudi Arabia and Russia are taking advantage of this, trying to stick it to the United States by cutting production, and there's not anything we can do about it. So as usual... A political move from the Biden administration regarding the strategic oil reserves is screwing us, specifically impacting middle and lower income Americans. And as if that's not enough, the Biden administration canceled several oil and gas leases issued in, the er- in early 2021 to an Alaskan state economic development agency. This announcement made yesterday, kicking the dog while we're down. The Department of Interior rescinded the seven 10-year leases spanning 365,000-plus acres in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge held by the Alaska Industrial Development and Export Authority and supported by a wide range of stakeholders, including lawmakers and Native Alaskans. The leases were issued by the Trump administration in one of its final actions. But the Biden administration, cutting it off. Kicking us while we're down. That should be the campaign slogan for the Biden-Harris re-election campaign. We'll kick you while you're down. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. How would you like to win a pizza party with one of the greatest pizza places in the area? Godfather's Pizza. You can get signed up at ksgf.com, and if you win, then you and like a dozen of your friends will have a pizza party for you at one of the area Godfather Pizza stores, Battlefield, Nixa, Ozark, Springfield. That is at ksgf.com. 
And while you're there, don't forget tomorrow, Local for Less Ozark, a brand new one, 10 a.m. Fridays. Make a mental note of that. Christy Fulnecki in the next hour. I'm Nick Reed. Do wanna hate on us?